her production, she put on for a giant. Hey, that's the rest of 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 Welcome back to the Bremore Productions podcast. This is season three, and we are excited to be back. We have a special guest, LaMarcus Jackson. He is a vision caster, like anything you need regarding your business um, when it comes to branding, um, marketing, even if you just need ideas, you need a solid vision, or you even need somebody to motivate you to get to that vision, this is your guy, and he specializes in the urban community, our community. Yes, yes. So it was only right to bring him on and talk about this specific topic that we're going to talk about today. So thank you so much for visiting the Primor Productions podcast. You are our first guest of season three. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Like, seriously, this is a dope movement you're doing. I'm Thank you so much. I'm trying, you know? Yeah. Trying to, you know, bridge the gaps, you know? No, most definitely. It's needed. It's very much needed. So today's topic is generational wealth. And we see this action words all over social media right now. Everybody is talking about generational wealth. But my question is, are we moving forward to actually obtain generational wealth are we are we making it our reality Mm -hmm. and um right now we had like a real in-depth conversation we were just talking yesterday you came yesterday we were just talking 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 and right now i really want to not only talk about generational wealth Mm -hmm. but how we came to this conclusion, like how did we get to this spot mm-hmm. and also provide solutions because right. that's what I'm big on. I don't want to just sit here and complain and mm-hmm. talk about what we need and what we need to do, but not giving any solutions. No, for sure. So as I asked you yesterday, and I want I want the people to actually hear you mm-hmm. um, answer this question, but what was your awakening moment? Where you felt like, okay, this cannot be life. I want more out of life. Yeah. So for me, it came from doing the same everyday hustling bustle, working a nine to five job, uh, trying to get ahead, get ahead in the company, you know, be seen, be somebody um, trying to, you know, move up the ladder, move up the corporate ladder. And in doing all of that, I was successful. Um, But it came one day where, boom hey, we're going to have a meeting in the conference room and it's because we're laying you off. And immediately my thought is like, what? How? How could this be me? How is it that I am working my ass off every single day? I'm coming to work. I'm showing up. I'm putting my best foot forward. But yet here I am getting let go from my job. Nobody thought about, you know, how am I going to survive? You know, my bills don't stop just because this job stops. So what's the next step? Like, what do I do now? And that it literally, it wasn't the first time, but I vowed that it would be the last time. It would be the last time that I had to go through that. Like I had to wait on somebody else to 
to pay me, to give me business, to no, and that's not how life works, or that's not how it should work. And for me, that was the moment that I thought, what do I have in my hands? Like, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing with my life that can make me money that's also changing the world? Sitting at somebody else's desk and making their dream come true, that's not life. And I I had to move past that. Did you have this revolution while you was working, like at your nine to five, or was it right mm. after you got fired? Good question. And of course, just like everybody else, I was always unhappy or am always unhappy in the everyday hustle and bustle of a nine to five. But at the same time, I was comfortable. I was secure. Yeah. So it didn't matter. Like, you know, I'm I'm getting a check and I'm working 80 hours plus every two weeks just to get this measly check. You know what I'm saying? But it was consistent. So, no. It was uncomfortable, but it wasn't until then, until it was at, it was your make or break. Like you're about to lose your job or you're losing your job. Now what? And after that, I'm like, there's no, there is literally no security here. Regardless of me getting a check every two weeks or not, I do not have the security that I need to be successful. If something like this were to happen or happen again, because it's always going to happen. It's always going to happen. Yeah. And even if it's not me being you being laid off, you can be fired for anything, especially in the state of Texas. It's an at will state. Exactly. And I did not whatever. know that until it happened to me. See? It happened to me as well. Like I told you yesterday, like I was I asked for the day that I asked for a promotion is mm-hmm. the same day they laid me off. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, so how am I going to make this happen? Now, for me, you know, for a long time, I was coordinating the, the annual fashion shows mm-hmm. and working my nine to five at the same time and also going to internships and also work uh, going to school at, right. <laughs> at the same come time. Come on, come on, multiple hats. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always had like that, but I have never, I, it took me a long time to look at Breemore Productions as my stable income. Like mm-hmm. this is the, the moment where I realized that I had control is after I got fired from that job and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get money, but we're going to make it happen. So I started, that's when I started putting more work into um, my artwork. Mm -hmm. So I started selling paintings for like $50. I was like, come get it, come get it. I don't care. I just need to pay my car note. But then I realized I'm like, Hey, like I'm getting the whole 50. When I say $50, I mean $50 at a job. It's like you the middle. There's a middleman. You're not yep. getting that whole yep. what you should be getting. That's why you get that $12 an hour. You think Hello. you're popping because you're getting $12 an hour. <laughs> okay. But you can really be making $60 an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, bruh, like you you literally flipped. Because um, once you buy all your supplies and stuff like that, your expenses come down to like a dollar per canvas or something Mm -hmm. like that. So I'm like, I got 50 canvases and I don't have to go buy no more paint. I'm good. So that $50 is my $50. And Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that until after I got laid Mm -hmm. off. And I just wish that more people will uh, explain that to kids, you know, like let them know that it's possible. No, most definitely. And I think that that is what generational wealth is about. I think that we look at wealth and riches we look at them as one word and not being two separate entities there's a major difference between being rich and being wealthy um i literally on my way over here they are doing an interview and i do not remember his name but he's an ex um basketball player for the mavericks 
and he's homeless now, like on drugs. And they had an incident where like the police were called and all of that. And it's I'm looking at the TV and I'm just like, this is a black man. You know what I'm saying? Like this is another man who has been on the side of riches, you know? And and I don't know. I don't know his story. I don't know what happened, but it's it, it goes to show that you can be rich one day and have nothing the next day. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, how do you develop a, how do you develop the wealth? Especially for people with kids. Like I told you, you actually hit the nail on the head when you say you were talking to your son and you asked him, what's the name of mommy's business? And he told you, bring more productions. Literally, that's one of the uh, four cornerstones in one of these books that I read about generational wealth is about you being able to pass wealth and knowledge, the knowledge onto your kids. Yeah, That's what it's about. Your kids have to see that mommy's out here doing a job, but this was her idea. Mommy's working for herself and mommy's going to employ me one day. You know what I'm saying? Those are things that we have to tell our kids and show them that this is something you can do. You have to be able to go to school if that's the avenue you want to take, but come out with your mind made up that, okay, this is the business avenue I want to take. I do want to, I love video games. So let me find a way to get into tech. Let me, you know, let's move past buying Jordans. Let me develop a sneaker. Yeah. Let, you know what I'm saying? Let me make that same. Let me make a shoe like Jordan. Why not? Why not put some of my friends, if they real friends now, why won't they rock my stuff? Like, right. let's move past the everyday, let me just get a factory job. No. So the different aspects of wealth mm -hmm. is ownership. Definitely ownership. And knowledge. They go hand in hand. They and people just look at it the look at the money aspect of wealth. That's Correct. what you're saying. Like you can't just think about the money aspect of it. You gotta think about the knowledge that you're passing mm -hmm. on and also the ownership. Yeah. Cause that is facts. Like I think about that all the time. I, I when I think about um my son's future and what if he's like me? Like I'm mm -hmm. horrible at interviews. Right. I can only show you what I can do. I can't mm -hmm. really talk about it. Correct. So I'm like if he ever want to want to be a creative, at least he can come work for me. Mm -hmm. And then maybe we can practice on the interviewing process and how to, you know, talk to people and how to persuade people. Yeah. But in the meantime, between time, his first job can be here. Yeah. I think about that all the time. Yeah. And we talked about that yesterday. It's also access. It's giving people access Correct. to your. Oh, another aspect of generational wealth is legacy. Legacy. And that's exactly where it stems from. Like we talked about, it's cool. <clears throat> we did yesterday was Martin Luther King, excuse me, uh, Martin Luther King Day. And, you know, we talked about how prolific he is. And you see these statues of him up. Now, this will be something that's way past his time. People will be able to ask their parents, like, who is that? What is it that he did? And there's legacy tied to that. Same with you. Whenever you have a child or people, as we bring children into the world, there has to be something of value that we're able to teach our kids. Like you said, you're bad at the interview process. Well, then let's develop. Let's make the next generation. I can fund for you to go to school for that. I can put you in an educational class. Why? Because mommy got the money. You know, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. Unlike a lot of us where if you go to school, I don't know how you're going to get it. You know what I'm saying? You better hope financial aid pay for it. That's our that's our reality. And we don't see the other side of that. Nobody's giving us a blueprint in how to do it. We're trying to be these first generational wealth providers. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of us in our community, especially the black community, and it's unfortunate, don't have a good grasp on the financial side of businesses. And that's, again, that's generational. That has nothing to even do with just us right now and the lack of it. It's a lot of corporate businesses and government funded things that want to keep us away from 
inheriting what's really ours. Right. Like we talked about yesterday, the Land Act of 1785. Like we were supposed to own land so long ago. Like, you know what I'm saying? And we never it, got the 40 we acres. Never, we never got it. And guess what? If they give it away today, I still want mine. Yeah. I still absolutely. want what's attached to me. There are people still living off of all of these things, off of all of these bills that were passed family generations back that y'all land that y'all stole. Y'all are still making money off of that. And that's literally, we're entitled to that. Right. And we have the opportunity and the ability. We are some of the most, we are the smartest creatures walking this earth. I hands down believe that there's not one thing that we can't do. And we see it every day. We are some of the most creative people, most intelligent people physically. Nobody, nobody can touch us in any of those arenas, but we have to know how to tap into them and to make them last, Mm -hmm. how to make all of this stuff work for us. And that's generational wealth. It's definitely tied. It's tied into all of it. And it's levels to generational wealth. It's different aspects to it. And I I listen to a lot of um, Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time on the Red Table Talk, she she said that, you know, of course they had out, you know, they got all this money and stuff like that. But I think her proudest moment was when she can give her kids access to their industry that they wanted to pursue. Mm -hmm. And because of the fact that her and Will are creatives, her kids follow suit and they also wanted to be creatives. Mm -hmm. So they was able to give them that access because of the work and the investments that they put into the industry. And I think people need to realize that too because if you don't have no ownership in that industry, your child is going to be waiting in line just like everybody else. But right. if you have some type of ownership in that industry, you, you'll you be able to skip that line mm-hmm. and put your child in that in that space, even if it's starting off as an intern. And like we talked about yesterday, your name holds so much weight. It, yeah. It's better than the dollar. If anything, you have to protect your brand as yourself as well as your name. Your name goes before you in any room. You know what I'm saying? Like people will know who you are before you get there. And if you're not credible, if they don't see that you have this work ethic or whatever the case may be, it's going to disqualify you from a lot. When you look at Will and Jada, they have set the bar and raised it. You know what I'm saying? Like they have kids who are taking off in so many different areas and aspects, but that's because they instill that. Human capital, and it sounds crazy when you look at it like that, but human capital can be one of your best assets. Being able to put somebody on an internship, being able to send somebody to college or across the world to go study culinary arts to come back and open a restaurant for you, being able to put people in those situations help you to develop your generational wealth. It helps you establish so much. And we have to be able to realize that that, that we do need people. I think a lot of us, especially in our Ooh, community. Lord. You, know, you cannot do it by yourself. You bro, bro. cannot do it by yourself. And I don't know why we think that. Why we think that, well, this is my idea. And if and if I'm not the person doing it, that it's not going to get done or I'm not going to get the credit for it. No, it's going to take a team of people to make you who you are. And in the process of making you and developing your wealth, you're giving opportunity to other people. When you put other people on with what you got going on, you're not only expanding your brand and your business, but you're doing the same for them. And you're giving an insight. And that's legacy. That's legacy. Because when you're dead and gone, they're going to tell your story. They're going to tell you. They're going to tell the people what you did for them and how you created opportunities. Yes. And then your legacy lives on. Yeah. And I don't think people realize that either. I mean, you cannot be selfish when it comes to this shit. You can't. I mean, <laughs> listen, let's talk about Tyler Perry. 
Look at Tyler Perry Ugh. right now and what he has going on. Which is some real dope shit. Yeah, don't get it twisted. Some real dope shit. But mm-hmm. you can't make a post on social media saying that you are the writer behind all of your TV shows. Correct. And you know, you do this and you do mm-hmm. this by yourself. It's like, bro, you got millions and millions and millions of dollars where you can literally reach out to somebody mm-hmm. and they will follow suit. And it's not even exactly. about the money either. If he reach out to anybody and say, you know what, we can't pay you right now, but if you can come in and you can do this for us, then maybe we'll have some later opportunities yeah. for you. You know how many people will still drop everything way. and go? Yes. Me? Hello, I'm on my way. Me? I'm on my way. Me? Correct. No problem. None whatsoever. And again, I'm not knocking Tyler Perry because we've seen the fruit of his labor. Like, you just bought a Confederate base and turned it into a studio. One of the world's biggest, or the, in the U.S. anyway. You did that. So I'm not knocking that at That's all. Dope. That is so dope. Like, who's doing that? Nobody's doing that. But the flip side of that is when you shut off, because of bad experiences, he did do an interview where he said that his reasoning behind it was he had a lot of bad experience with some writers. And I get that. You don't want to waste your money, no matter how much of it you have. But at the same time, you take away from the opportunity for up-and-comers, you know what I'm saying, to build their legacy as well. And that's the thing that the rich have to see as well. Once you get there, yes, you've made it, but now it is immediately time for us to go back and to take somebody else's hand and do the same for them. Yeah, but even with that, you know, like I was saying to you, um, we got to learn how to be leaders. But even mm-hmm. as a leader, you have to learn how to listen. Yeah. And like you said yesterday, be teachable. You have to. You be can teachable. never be teachable. He probably had some, you know, some dope writers. But due to the fact that he is used to doing everything on his own, it was mm-hmm. hard for him to intake the information of what they are, their creativity. Mm-hmm. Because he's just used to just like, you know what? This is my shit. But at <laughs> one point, you're going to have to be like, you know what? Let's try that. Let's mm-hmm. give the audience a different thing. Because at this point, I ain't gonna lie, his work is becoming predictable. Exactly. But I think that's everybody's argument. I think that's what people are saying, that we've seen this, Tyler. But at, and what Tyler's saying, on the other hand, is well, I still have an audience for it, and I'm still making millions of dollars from it, so why would I stop doing it? Which he has a point. I'm yeah, I mean, if it ain't if broke, bro- don't, don't fix it. it, and I ain't gonna <laughs> touch it. I ain't gonna hide nobody. But, but. Oh, there is a but. There's always a but. But at the same time, you you are in a place where you can develop. So you can develop a program. You can develop, especially when your platform have expanded to a fucking studio. An entire studio. you. It's like a universe. Literally, it's your own fucking universe. You can invite anybody out, and y'all can do all different types of shit. <laughs> Correct. From mysteries to horror films yes. to sci-fi, like cartoons. All nigga. of those things. That's see, you so you have the ability to do all of those things. But the moment you say I'm going to work by myself and solely by myself, we're going to keep getting this woe is me, toe down black woman story. And at the end of the day, she's vindicated. Why do we have to see that again? <laughs> Why do we have to see that again, Tyler? Why do black women wigs? keep stro- Oh, the wigs. <laughs> With bad wigs. We ain't going to talk know? about the wigs. <laughs> we'll let that go. You know, but at the same time. But look, there's a door. How many people out here making wigs and do, you know. Exactly. But at the same time, when God elevates your business, you got to elevate with it. God have elevated his business to the extreme. You have so many places and spaces. You got your own White House. Your own. Which is a replica of the actual White House, which is 
insane. So yeah. why are you playing? You're not even the Tyler Perry that you used to be no more. You're not sleeping in your car no more. So you, you can get that train of thought out. Now you can really do some big shit. Do Correct. it. That's do it. it. You have to do it. But I think that's what keeps a lot of beginners, keeps them at the level of not wanting to move forward or take that leap is because they don't see anybody that's willing to give them a chance or they don't see anybody that's um, willing to open a door. And I, and I get it. His story was he did it by himself. He started from the bottom and now he's here. I get that at the same time. But we are in a place where we really don't yeah. have that luxury, though. But not necessarily because at the same time, you still had, you know, I know you wasn't paying. I know he wasn't paying his actors what they needed to be paid oh, in the beginning. Not. Of course not. So you really didn't build this platform on your own. True story. Let's just be honest. No, that's true. But that's I think the factor of this is even though that Tyler Perry got all this money, he got this platform, which is extremely beautiful and beneficial for our community. Mm-hmm. I think there's still some type of fear really? of what's, what's next. Like maybe he's fearful of, you know, what might come with the, with opening up the, the gates of letting other people come mm-hmm. in, or maybe he, his legacy of what he wanted to create will fade or mm-hmm. fear. It's fear. But we got to take a break. We got to give a shout out to our sponsors and we'll be right back. Okay, you guys, we are back and I have a special guest with me, LaMarcus Jackson. And we are talking about generational wealth. And before we took a break, we we were talking about the unforgiving thing that got y'all shaking in y'all boots, <laughs> which is fear. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like you know, even myself sometimes, you know, I'm I'm fearful of certain environments and mm-hmm. certain people. Maybe they won't like me. Maybe this is not where I need to be. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm not dressed the way I need to be dressed. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'm just not good enough. And because of that fear, I have actually stopped myself from receiving blessings or being around people that can, you know, help me take my brand to the next level. Mm-hmm. But even with that, I feel like a lot of people are fearful of what's next. And I don't think I can do this. Like, I don't think I can create my own job. I don't think I can create my own opportunity. There's no way I can do this. I'm Mm -hmm. supposed to just stay on a job. This is what I'm supposed to do. Even though you're getting these urges and you're getting these confirmations Mm -hmm. to get your ass up and move and move. No, for real. No, I agree. 1000%. Even me, that's my story. It took me so long I was listening to people telling me, well, Marcus, why aren't you monetizing this? Why aren't you making money off doing this? I would have paid you for that advice. All of those things. I got that. And for me, it still wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for me because uh, for that same reason. But I got bills coming up and I get it. You're going to pay me today. But who's going to pay me in two more days? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, when I can go to this job and work 40 hours and I know I'm going to get this consistent money. Whereas over here, I got to hustle and bustle. Right. And there's a big difference. But when you have the the passion and the will and the desire and the belief because that's what it comes from like we talked about yesterday faith you have to have a level of faith to believe in yourself that making that jump is worth it you have to facts <laughs> and, and that's even, true yeah that's true like it's it's definitely true because but the beauty of this is and a lot of people need to understand when it comes to entrepreneurship mm-hmm. one day you cannot make anything nothing but in right. that day what I like to say is I'm doing my research. I'm elevating. I'm still pushing out content. I'm still lending people what I 
letting people know who I am and what my business stand for. Mm-hmm. And then Tuesday, that can be like a a thousand dollar day. Correct. It can be, it's it's the same thing as working on somebody's job. Like you have your slow days, and then you have mm-hmm. your really good days. That's mm-hmm. what it is. And un, like in the beginning, being an entrepreneur is is very tough because the only thing that you really do have is your purpose and your faith. But if you combine those two. You, there's really nothing to be fearful of at all. because you're walking in your purpose and you know that God or whatever you believe in is going to make sure you straight Correct. because you know for a fact this is what, what I'm supposed I'm, yeah. to be doing. Mm-hmm. And then you look up and all your bills are paid and you like, why am I still stressing? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I still wearing? Correct. Seeing that I'm getting this confirmation over and over again, seeing that small things are happening and it's pushing you. It is really pushing you to be the person that you call to be. And I think that we, but one, because we don't ever really have the right people around us to reaffirm us. Yeah. And it, I mean, and we really do. And people say it all the time, but we really have to start looking at our circles. We have to look at, look at our friends. Like on every day, I'll talk about how Beyonce and Jay-Z, you can do a whole dissertation on everything is love that album, because they talk about us as black people bossing up real talk. And it's about your friends. She said, my friends know my every move. They know my business moves. They know what I'm doing. And not only because they're in my business, but you should be connected to somebody that you can do and work with. Yes. If it's something that if I need some photos taken, I should have in my Rolodex of people a good photographer. Mm -hmm. I should know somebody who's doing marketing and design that I need help with the website. These are things that we should have in our arsenal already. And it's about the company that we keep. So how do you overcome that? How do you overcome the fear? How did we we can talk about that, but how mm-hmm. do you overcome being the only person that have that mindset? Getting in a room where you're the you are the person that knows the least, and that's a, that's the right time to fear. That is being in a getting yourself in rooms where you don't know anything, but being teachable again, going back to being teachable, going in a room and listening for me. And I'll tell people, no lie, I'll get in a room where I am. I don't know nothing about what's going on, but I'm listening to conversations. I'm taking little notes on my notepad and I'm going home and I'm Googling and I'm searching and I'm learning, taking little courses. I am webinar up for 2020. I kid you not. I have so (laughs) many webinars lined up because I'm going to get this education. I'm going to get all of this with every in every business avenue that I want to take. I have signed up for something in the year of 2020. And that's the beauty of who we are as a people now, because if you look at our ancestors and what they had to go through, Mm -hmm. our ancestors didn't have the the privilege to read or definitely to write. Mm -hmm. If you was caught reading or writing, that was it. But here we are, we got smartphones and iPads and we got all this information at our fingertips and we still not moving. We're not. And it's, but it is so detrimental, again, to our survival as a people. And I think, again, we look at it as riches versus wealth. Wealth is tied to so much more than the money. Like we talked about, it's tied to legacy. It's tied to us actually having survival. We have to get in on these oil industries and food and marketing and all that. We have to get involved in this because it is detrimental for our generation and the generation to come. We have to get involved in this stuff and we're not going to do it if we don't move. Yes, we stood on some strong. We're standing on strong backs. You know what I'm saying? We are standing on people who didn't have. We talked about Black Wall Street yesterday. Look, a whole community, a whole community thriving and operating. And it was doing so good that the outside had no choice. The people that are not of color had no choice but to come in and attack and to tear that down. Why? Because there was strength there. And we got to get back to that, though. Okay, let's talk about Black Wall Street. Let's talk about it. 
because I like to provide history. So Black Wall Street, Mm -hmm. you know, there was like two hospitals. There was like three cleaners. Mm -hmm. There was multiple businesses within industries. Correct. You probably had like five hairstylists, you know, they unified and they came together. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to tell a story. So I think last summer, 2019, in the summertime, I rounded up. A lot of people that where I'm from, I'm from South Dallas. So I rounded up, you know, makeup artists, um, hairstylists, stylists that was specifically from South Dallas Mm -hmm. where, you know, we could just come together and we can do this fashion show together. Well, one girl told me that she wasn't going to be able to do it because another girl that was in the group provide the same service that she (laughs) provides. And I said, uh, first of all, it was baffling to me because I'm like, what? That's like me getting mad at a fashion stylist or another event coordinator for putting on a fashion show. And I'm like, "Uh, that doesn't even make sense. Like, why do you want to be the only person that provides that service? Correct. Why why do we want to be the only person winning? Like, I don't get that. This is a this is an opportunity for you to link up with her. Correct. And for you to get to know her on a business level mm-hmm. and maybe y'all can do an event together Correct. where y'all are breaking bread. Together. Together. Like I don't I don't get why people feel like they gotta be the only ones in a certain industry when like I told you yesterday, I have been in rooms where I was the only black person. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm literally in the room with all these white people and I'm just like, okay, well, I know another Britney going to walk up in here. Like, please come up in here. And it never happened. I'm just waiting. And for people to think that certain industries are saturated because they see so many people doing it, that is a negative. That is a myth. We need all hands on deck because we don't own none of the industries that's even within this country. There's no industry in this country that we, uh, we have complete ownership of. Not at all. And we are still so far behind the times where the black dollar is still valued at 10 cents on the dollar. So for every dollar that a white American makes, a black American makes 10 cents on that dollar. And that's almost in any industry that you really look at. While, yes, we have our Oprah's and yes, we have our Tyler Perry's, but they are one in how many? We can't do that no more. We cannot be and we can't have that. And I get it. Over these last few years, we have posted so much and we've celebrated so many times where we have been the first of. We're the first black person to do. It's cringeworthy. It's cringeworthy. It is. I'm the only person that I feel that's you the second person that mm -hmm. ever said that that actually caught on to that. I'm like, why is it still the first in 2019? We still Highland, we're the first in, we're the first of while those things are great. It should not be that way. No. It shouldn't be that we're having to, that we're going into another century. We're still trying to break barriers and break into different arenas with different. No, we should, we're past that. It should be that there are so many of us. You don't have a choice, but to look in our direction. You don't have a choice, but to spend money with our, with our, with our people as well, because we are doing it. We're doing it by the droves. When we talk about the makeup industry, we see the Kylie Jenner's and we see Rihanna and all of that. We still we see what they're doing, but where it's fifty thousand MUAs here in Dallas alone. You know what I'm saying? Why aren't we seeing y'all on another level, on a, a grander scale? 
that means we still haven't broke market yet. Damn. So it's great. Yeah, you booking a lot of jobs in Dallas, but now how do you go national? How do how do you go international? Like those are the levels that we have to be trying and, to scale. You know, there's levels to everything, and I and I think, you know, I think people are just like, you know, just used to just the local scale of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm gonna do her makeup so she can go to her baby shower. I can do her makeup so she can go to the club. But you can also do somebody makeup for a movie. Yeah. Yes. Be a makeup. Be a makeup artist on set. On be, somebody's set. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's so many options. I when I was in college and I was um, I was in UNT and UNT had this sheet and on this sheet it was list of opportunities specifically for fashion majors. Like right. you can be a costume designer, you can be a stylist, you can do this, you can do. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know that. I thought. You can only be a stylist. Correct. So I was like, yeah, I want to be a stylist. I want to be a stylist. And then I was like, no, nah, I want to be a buyer. Yeah. And then I was like, no, nah, I want to be an event coordinator. And now nah, I want to be a, a costume designer. And I have executed all those things because I seen it. Mm-hmm. I seen the opportunity. So I'm like, okay, so I can't get no stylist jobs. I'm going to go over here to costume designing. To be honest, I love costume designing more than personal styling. See? I'd rather costume design than personal style. Right. But that that wasn't presented to me growing mm-hmm. up, like at all. When I told people I wanted to pursue fashion, they was like, um, "Ain't no money in that." And I'm like, "Bet I'm gonna show you that there is. That there is money in that." But the the people that tell us things like that are people that have never really branched out and did anything on their own. To be honest, fact. When I started traveling, people, "Oh, you going so and so by yourself? You do. You better be careful. You better." I've been to so many places in, in, in other countries where I feel more safe there than I do here in the U.S. <laughs> in traveling in Dallas. Like, real oh, talk. Where we, on the oh. news, yeah, we see war and famine breaking out. But you get over there, and it's one of the coolest places you've ever Absolutely. been. I love sleep with my door open over there. Like, <laughs> real talk. Like, but, but it is, we have to open our eyes up to that. And I think that is, that's my passion about it. Is that I want to educate. While I'm still being educated, I still want to educate somebody else. And I still want to bring people on this ride, like on this journey to open the door to say that there is so much more you could be doing in whatever area it is that you want to do it in. And it could be 10 of y'all on the same line and y'all could all still be successful. Why can't we all be successful? Like, I don't. That's a, that's the question that I have. Like, why is it that we see each other and it's automatically competition? Why can't I take something from what you're doing and learn? Why can't that be a gem and I apply it? I may not have to do exactly what you're doing, but the way you're doing it, why can't I apply that to my business and have a way of flourishing? And then come back and say thank you without even you even knowing that you did something for me. Bree more. something that you posted on your page was something that I needed for my business and it helped me to succeed. And I wanted to come back and publicly say thank you. We lack that. Yeah. We lack that among us and we... We have to change that narrative. So before we can even obtain generational wealth, we got to change mindsets. It's a mental shift that has to happen. It is a mental shift that has to happen. Even within the conversation that we have amongst each other yeah. on an everyday basis. I, it should go from how are you to have you checked your credit score today? And what's, you know, what are we doing? Like what, what You done did some business stuff today? I need somebody to ask me to be accountable so that I'm accountable for my success, for my longevity, are we really looking out for each other if we're not doing that? Like, are we really setting each other up and are we really amongst people that care about us if we're not looking towards the future to see what's our next step and how do I make sure that I'm solidified and I'm good, but so is the next generation, so are my children, my children's children. How are we doing that? Like, how are we really setting that up? That's imperative to do and to know. 
Facts. So I would say, how do we get to generational wealth? Now we're going to provide the solutions. All right. The first one is the knowledge of it all. Mm. The knowledge. You it's, definitely need the knowledge. You need the knowledge. One, you have to first figure out it through prayer, through meditation, fasting, whatever it takes for you. Get a clear understanding of what it is that you want to do for you. This is the first thing that I'm purposeful about and I want to fulfill this. Then after that is like they say, you have to go all in. I'm going to learn about it. I'm going to Google about it. I'm going to YouTube it. I'm going to take a class, whatever it takes. I'm going to do it and I'm going to do everything that it's involved with. I'm going to be an intern for somebody else's team. Intern, y'all. Intern, get on somebody else's team. Yes. That is the that is one I will get I have no problem in anything that I believe in backing. I have no problem jumping on board. I have no problem in being called the assistant on somebody else's ship. I don't mind that because at the end of the day, I'm one, I'm building a connection, and we got to know that connections matter almost the same as getting a check does. Because you don't know what that's go, what that's going to turn into for you. We could be doing something and later on down the line, somebody, I know, I know Bree did that. I know somebody who, you know, that's done that and did it well. Let me give them a call and pass their number on it. The power of networking. So one is definitely getting the knowledge. And again, the next one is building a team, having people around you. Collaboration. Collaborate with as many people as you can. Mm-hmm. Pair your idea with somebody else's. If it'll stand strong on its own, it'll definitely stand strong with somebody else's strong brand as well. Yeah. Partner with somebody else and then put it out there and set Go so far. Go further than you would ever think. I never thought that I would be a part of a branding campaign for a Hispanic uh, organization. Don't know a lick of Spanish. Don't know a <laughs> lick of it. You hear me? But we are here putting together business plans and business modules for a Hispanic organization because they saw something in us. They saw potential in the things that we were doing and that I was putting out. So whatever it takes. Yeah, I'm going to get on this. I'm going to get online. I'm going to um, read up on some Spanish, take a little Spanish course, whatever I have to do. But I have to do what I have to do to make sure that I am, I'm solidifying my spot in yes. this industry, in any industry. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I plan to tackle so much this year. It's ridiculous. Yes, me I plan too. To. I, Credit scores. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> As you know, they always Baby, say, let me tell y'all something. So, Bremore Productions has always been a passion. My business has been running off a of passion for a long time now, from the very beginning, because I love what I do. But when I when it was time for me to invest money into it and get new supplies, like specifically a new computer, you know, I couldn't, I wasn't able to do it because my my credit score wasn't where it, it, it was supposed to be. And nobody ever told me that my personal credit score was also like a reflection of my business credit score. Mm -hmm. So invest in, you know, learning more about credit scores and saving money. And I think the first thing you need to do when you wake up, instead of, you know, logging into Facebook, you need to log into your bank account. You need to know how much money you got at all times. And Mm -hmm. then after that, you log into the Credit Karma app and you see what your credit score is looking like. Because entrepreneurship, yes, it can be, you know, driven by uh, passion and faith and all these amazing things to keep you going. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, you got to also think about the money aspect of it. So credit Mm -hmm. scores is facts. No, big facts. Ownership is facts. It's facts. And self-reflection. Self-reflection is getting up every day and looking in the mirror and becoming the person that you see. Like, 
I, I, like I told you yesterday, I have to become the person that I see in the mirror. So it's not about just seeing who I am right now, but looking ahead and knowing that, okay, I already know who you are, Marcus, and I know what you're capable of doing. Every day I have to make a decision to become that person. That's a phone call. That's a social media post. It's doing something every single day to push me in my brain, in my business, even when I don't feel like it. I don't feel like going to them people job, but I still get up and go do that because it's a requirement. So in order for me to succeed, it's a requirement that I do that. Another thing that I would like to say is you don't necessarily have to become an entrepreneur to own a business. No. You can... um for example, if you're working for Bremore Productions or you um, working for Lamarcus uh, Jackson, you can ask for equity. Yeah. And with that, you know, you can own a business, own at least 2% to 10% of that business, mm-hmm. which also motivates you to support that business at the same time. So keep that in mind. A lot of us don't necessarily have what it takes to be entrepreneurs because it takes a lot. It takes a lot of strength and strong will and faith. But uh, you can definitely still own a business for sure. No, most definitely. I think that if I had wanted to give um, financial assets are the key um, to wealth, to building wealth accumulation. So having things when we buy stuff, um, we need to really we need to really target our dollars, especially in the black community. We are some of the biggest supporters of brands. Black people spend the most money on stuff. And if we know that the stuff that we are buying has the ability to put us in good positions that's what we should be doing we should be buying artwork we should be buying jewelry actual jewelry that's going to appreciate in value you know what i'm saying um those are things that we should really be looking into and again getting the knowledge and having people around you that are going to push you and people that you can pay it forward to that you can send to schools and all of that these are the things that we have to set up honestly and it's it's fun to get the money part of it it's fun to be rich because we on our way I'm gonna be rich. Y'all gonna yeah, I'm already a millionaire. I'm, yeah, like I, I'm just waiting on this check to come. Just well, I'm come already a millionaire. That way. But at the same time, we have to look at the other side of it. That in 20 years, I still want my name to hold weight. And that I have people that are going to still be living off of the same values that I have today. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely imperative. There are some great books out there, though. We got to read. Knowledge is legit power. Yeah. We have to get involved in these. We have to get in these bookstores and we have to support authors who are trying to give us nothing but straight facts. I like the fact that you said buy artwork. A lot of people don't know that. Like that is like super. And I think about that all the time because I'm also an artist mm-hmm. and my artwork doesn't go out like clockwork. I got to right. be in the mood and the, mm-hmm. in the feels. But I'm thinking like. If somebody buy my artwork right now for uh, $300 and uh, the more I expand my brand and who I am, yeah. that is going to be like a good 20000 in the Correct. near future. Exactly. So shout out to everybody that have definitely purchased one of my pieces because, baby, yeah. y'all are already rich. Already rich and don't even know don't it. Don't even know it, that. But Y'all don't even know it. People that are creating things with your hands, you have to know there's value on what you're creating. And what people are paying you for today it's going to be worth so much more as you expand your brand, like you just said. And we have to keep doing that. We Inflation. Listen. Yeah. And I'm trying to get on the bandwagon. Baby. Me? Baby. That old money sounds real nice. Hmm. Listen. It sounds real nice. And it's definitely possible. It's definitely it's possible. possible. It's possible. So tell the people how they can follow you on social media. Yes, most definitely. You can hit me up on Facebook. Um, LaMarcus Jackson. Um, Instagram is socially underscore peculiar. 
And on Twitter, LJ, the letters LJ, real, R-E-A-L, peculiar. So follow me on any of those. If you have any questions, send me a message, inbox me. If you want to know more about what I'm doing, definitely reach out. Um, I am not opposed to having a conversation and let's do some business together and let's get wealthy, y'all. I'm with it. Let's get wealthy. Wealthy is the way. Wealthy is the way. Wait, wait, wait. My homeboy Chris and um dang, I have the shirt. My homeboy Chris in uh in Kansas, he got this uh no, he says wealth is oh yeah, he said wealth is health. Hmm, he got a t-shirt that say wealth is health. Send me and, one, Chris. Yes, Chris. Uh, we gotta get that. Yeah, but that's so that's dope. Like that, that is so true, y'all. It's so true. It's so true. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Remore Productions podcast. And Lamarcus, thank you so much for coming out. Yeah, thank um, you. I don't know if you guys know, but we just started a YouTube channel, the Bremore Productions YouTube channel. So you guys will also hear him on the Bremore Productions YouTube channel as well. So make sure you go subscribe to that as well. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, peace. Peace.